Hello and welcome to the Pads Dads podcast. My name is Ben, my son is Leo, he's eight months old and we found out that he had Down syndrome when he was four days old. This is called the Pads Dads podcast because Pads are positive about Down syndrome. It's an initiative from Down Syndrome UK, which is a registered UK charity and positive about Down syndrome. Pads is to help people Uh, from pregnancy to starting primary and what that means it's parents who've just found out about the diagnosis of down syndrome either during the pregnancy or after your baby's been born as you know hopefully by now this podcast is all about talking to to dads of children with down syndrome because it's a stereotype but in my case it was definitely true Uh, dads probably don't reach out and talk as much as as moms do when it comes to getting a diagnosis of down syndrome for their child I buried my head in the sand. It's taken me a while to to get to this point. That's totally okay. I think the reason that I personally really wanted to make this podcast, even if you don't necessarily want to talk, I know it can be really good to listen. And I suppose by interviewing a load of different dads, I just wanted to show you that, you know, there are people out there who are happy, more than happy to talk to you if you want to, you know, but of course you don't have to at the moment if you just want to listen that's totally fine and um, today's dad is Richard and Richard is dad to three children under the age of five Emmeline is five in October Florence and Louis are twins and um, they're three in July Louis is a typically developing baby and Florence has Down syndrome it's a really interesting chat this one and I'm really glad Richard actually took us here we started talking about milestones and obviously, you know, with twins, you've got a benchmark there that you can constantly see. I really wanted to ask him about that and how he felt about that in terms of kind of Florence's development. Because as we know, one of the things with Down syndrome is that children can develop a little more slowly than children who don't have Down syndrome. Really hope you enjoy this episode. Don't forget, you can look for the Pads Dads Facebook group. It's a closed group on Facebook um, or if you've had a diagnosis before the birth, uh, then Pads Dads to Be is the closed, uh, non-judgmental, private Facebook group that you need to search for. And of course, if you want to find out any more information about Down Syndrome UK, you can do so on their website, downsyndromeuk.co.uk. Right, let's meet Richard. Richard. Really nice to meet you. Pleasure to meet you, Ben. Thank you for having me along. You've had a busy week. Yeah, trip up to Edinburgh and back. I can't say that I didn't have a couple of whiskeys last night. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I think I will sleep well tonight, even <laughs> if the kids wake me up. I mean, is it possible to sleep well with three kids under five in the house? Um, no. <laughs> but to be fair, they are not, they're not bad sleepers. But since the days have got longer... Um, Florence is up and bouncing around at five o'clock in the morning, which is a little bit earlier than most of us would want to get up. I think hopefully as the winter months come, it gets a bit darker, then they'll know it's night time and bedtime. Yeah. Fingers crossed for you, mate. <laughs> First question, did you always want to be a dad, Richard? Yeah, I did. I guess it came pretty pretty late for me, Ben. So I was um I had no kids age forty and I've now got three age forty four. So it's been quite a dramatic change. You know, I know lots of people my age, friends, friends, family who have got you know teenage kids now, um, which is obviously completely different, different prospects. But no, it's um, a great you know privilege to be to be a dad and you know kind of playing playing a part in 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 their lives and watching them grow up. And you know it all happens so quickly as well. It really does. 
so what kind of what happened there it's very all or nothing isn't it you know no kids and now bang three kids yeah although i suppose when number two was on the cards you didn't necessarily think that child two would actually be child two and child three yeah no 100 percent. so obviously that that this was this was meant to be sort of uh you know what well, not meant to be it was the second pregnancy and uh we went to one of these kind of private clinics just to kind of uh see whether everything was okay because you know you, you kind of always you always worry these days you always want more information than the less and they kind of uh, it, do you know what it was really difficult because the previous couple went in they came out in tears and i thought oh god you know this is this is awful something something's bad's happened and then we get called through um and they start doing the you know the scan as they they do and you've you'll you have see, seen as well you know many times but there was kind of a long pause and and it was like well what's gonna happen you know what are they gonna say here and they kind of like took a deep breath as they do anything oh what they're gonna give us something unexpected news here this is gonna be unexpected news and they said you've got two babies in there and the first thing i thought was we're gonna need a bigger car <laughs> <laughs> which we, we which we stuck which i started looking for on that afternoon but i think that's probably my, my wife had obviously but completely different thoughts about all the things that we needed to do um but my first thing was the car <laughs> and how did you take the news in general because i remember having that conversation with my fiance jem to be honest i would love twins and it's because so jem's got two kids already she's a little bit older than me i like to remind her of that often that i am in fact her toy boy and she's sure that goes down well oh incredibly well <laughs> we'd always planned that leo was going to be the, the baby that we'd had together and there was a bit of me that thought oh, it'd be cool if twins came along how did you take the news of twins? Because I know that for some parents, it is total joy. For some parents, it's totally the opposite. Do you know what? I, I think we, we were we were genuinely re- really pleased. Obviously, slightly daunted because what where would where would you have been at then? I mean, Emmeline was, was, wasn't, you know, she was one. She wasn't even two. two and we thought, right, we're going to have uh, three kids under two when when uh, when they're, they're uh, born, which um, is not for the faint-hearted to say. You definitely got to have your Weetabix in the morning, haven't you? If you've got got that going on. Yeah, absolutely, so, absolutely. At what point did you find out that Florence had Down syndrome? So they were born um, July twenty. So it was during the the pandemic, of course. Um, I just remember going to an appointment, and you know, I kind of had my laptop left on at home. I was fully expecting to go back to my desk at work. It was kind of a routine appointment. I wasn't allowed in at the time because that was COVID, and sit in the car park. Um, and then had a message from wife Victoria. She said, "You need to need to come in and bring my bag." And I thought, "I'm just not like ready for for this or the whole the whole thing to happen yet." You know, I haven't even thought this far ahead because they were due mid September, and this was eighth, ninth of July. Can't remember. I can't remember the exact exact timings oh of it. Oh my god! But so, um, so hang, I'm just trying to work out the maths in my head. You're the accountant, Richard. You can tell me how many weeks. <laughs> How many weeks? It doesn't mean that I'm good at good at math, Ben. But no, it's 30, it was 31, 31 weeks. Right. Um, okay. They were born at. So Florence, when she was born, was only a kilo, um, which is um, you know very small as well compared to her brother, who sort of d- did eat all the Weetabix and and, wow. uh, and and so on there. But when they when they were born, I mean, kind of taken into this was you know, when I got the bag and I was going into the appointment. So I was thinking, well, what's, go- what, what's going on here? And doctor sat me down and said, we're not really supposed to bring you in here, but you know, actually you're going to have, we're going to deliver the babies today. 
and I was thinking, right, this is sounds really early. And then you start thinking, right, I need to start understanding what's what's happening. And I just remember saying that, you know, look, this this is like a pretty serious situation here. We need to do, you know, we need to do this within the next twenty four hours. So, uh, so yeah, so they that all happens. We you know get checked into the hospital, masks on, and all that other stuff that we had at the time. And um, they were they were born, and you know, find they were whisked off as you know as always in the, in these type of situations. And you know, basically, we spent the the next four or five weeks going back and forth to, to the hospital down in, in Farnborough and seeing them every every day so I'd kind of you know go to go to work and try and do at home obviously but trying to do do what I, I could to sort of keep things going there and um yeah we I just remember that we one of the visits probably four weeks in um they they sort of the doctor and, and um, nurse approached us and uh, and you know that kind of concerned expression and said oh we need to discuss something with you and I thought oh after all we've kind of been through over the last few weeks you know what now and they said oh we think you know Florence has got some of the indicators markers of Down syndrome and you know we were just kind of you know taken aback really by that we just didn't you know didn't this is the last thing that we expected to be said we we thought you know we were kind of on a good track and that we'd all be at home and you know we'd be kind of uh, getting on with uh, getting on with things so um they said look you know, they talked us through what they sort of look for and what the indicators would would be, and they said we need to do a, a test, as you you know, as you as you know, genetic test to, to to basically confirm whether or not this is the case. And you know, obviously, the next twenty four forty eight hours, we were kind of, I don't know, it's I, I, it's just very difficult to describe it. It was almost like feeling that you're uh, you're awaiting a sentence for something. Um, I, I, I don't, I really don't, I can't think of a scenario. And um, so that went on. We got a call. Sort of, it might have even been the next afternoon. It felt like it was really quick afterwards. And they said we got the results, and they said we needed to come in. And I thought I'm not driving 45 minutes down there without knowing what you know now. So we kind of persuaded them to tell us they they didn't want to do it over the phone. And I understand why, but we kind of just wanted to know. And I just remember sort of because I kept sort of saying to my wife, I was kind of reassuring and saying, I don't, I don't think this is. You know, I don't think there's an issue here. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't understand where they're coming from, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, and I just remember that we had that phone call, and I was just kind of, I was just totally shocked, and I just kind of cried really for, you know, for probably the next hour. And sort of spoke to various sort of, you know, friends and family, told them the the news. You know, I look back on that now and think, well, that was a bit. If it kind of feels a bit of a silly, silly thing to, to you know, to do. But, you know, for the next period of time, I was all over the Google and God knows what, trying to find answers, you know, what's going to happen when we're kind of gone, you know, and she's still still around and needs support and all the rest of it. I wasn't thinking about that, about Louis, who is kind of the same age, same situation, you know. And so I think you sort of start almost like, you know, trying to predict the outcome of someone's life, which... um no, none of us can do for the next day, let alone ne- or next hour, let alone anything else. So, yeah, no. So we, that 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 all that all sort of came about, and you know, it took us it took us, you know, a while to to process that. I can't remember, you know, exactly how long, but it was, um, yeah, it was a big it was a big shock, and you know, trying to understand what it meant, you know, in terms of well, what what you know what we're going to need to do, and of course. It's like 
every human's unique, you know, and you don't know what supports somebody's going to need or what health conditions they're going to have and, and so on. So that's, that's how we kind of found out. Having experienced that myself, I thought, I don't really want anybody else to experience that. You know, we're not, I think there's a kind of stigma around Down syndrome and what it means. And, you know, I, I think that the way people used to be treated, the medical care that used to be available, that, you know, the support that was available back in the day, what, you know, just was nowhere near sufficient enough to, to give people a, a best shot at, you know, living the best life they can. And, you know, now that is getting it's getting better it's not perfect we we kind of know that but i think you know it's important for people to understand that times have changed and that you know including myself you know i had to kind of you know educate myself i look back at when we found out and and jem cried i didn't cry and I look back on that and think that was silly. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Yeah. It took me a, a really long time to kind of, to accept it, I suppose. You know, and and yeah. I have had people say to me, you do kind of, it's almost, there is this kind of sense of grief there in the, in the sense yeah. that you are grieving the idea of fatherhood. <sighs> How do you say this? It's so difficult, isn't it? Because... I absolutely don't ever want to offend anybody out there who's listening to this who have children with Down syndrome, but I like there is a sense of grief because mm. it's. I, I remember that the consultant said to us, "The Leo is going to have a different journey, and and your lives will therefore be different, and you'll have different experiences of parenthood." And I think just that you know, not necessarily even thinking ahead and thinking, "Well, how is it going to be different?" Just the fact that it would it was going to be different. I, I didn't want to believe it. I, I don't know if you did this when you're Googling, but you start Googling things and you go, Gem, Gem, right. I've just, I found out there's this type of Down syndrome called this. And it basically means that some of the cells are affected, but not every cell in the body is affected. And yeah, definitely you know, did that. You know, and, <laughs> yeah. but you do, don't you? And you, you know, I look back on that now and I wish actually that the, the, probably the healthier thing to, to have done at that point rather than kind of going, this isn't happening and everything is going to be okay. And I'm pretty sure that actually that first doctor that checked Leo over and said that they wouldn't have raised, you know, any markers of Down syndrome here. They couldn't see what the midwife was talking about. And I wish I'd just sat there and felt it and and cried. Why do you feel like it was silly? Um, It's a good question. I think it's more that it was kind of, I guess, I guess that it's not, you know, actually when you kind of start, you know, Florence starts growing up. You think, well, this is not bad. Why did I think it was so bad? You know, why did it, why is it so bad that I felt that kind of, you know, grief is, as you say, why, why, you know, why did I feel that way? Why didn't I just think, well, she's going to do, you know, grow up just fine. And she's just, like you say, she's going to have a slightly different path, slightly different journey to, um, to, to Louis, her, her twin brother. Um, but there was a, you know, there was, there was a reason I, I, I felt that. And, and a lot of it, I think is the kind of, the, the prejudice out there the kind of you know what people think it it's all about because actually there aren't you know there aren't that many people around with down syndrome when you start looking into it if you say you know i don't know i, I mean who who knows whether these things are right but you read you know there's forty thousand people or something with down syndrome in this country you know that's a pretty small proportion of you know 60 odd million people so you don't really know you know you don't really know that many you know people 
you know, and I have, you know, of course I've met people and of course I've, I've known people, but you kind of, do you know enough about, about it? Do you have enough of an experience to know that, you know, actually, I think until, unless you've been through experiencing that news, it's, it's very, it's very difficult to, um, understand it really, I guess. But I look back now and think, well, you know, it's, uh, understand why I felt that way I, I do understand it but then you know you kind of wish you'd go back and tell yourself well actually no she's going to be absolutely fine she's going to kind of be able to, to to do a lot of things you don't know what she's she's capable of you know nobody nobody does in reality yeah and you know what you've got to just trust haven't you like if you're um, a new dad listening to this now and maybe you know recently found out about the diagnosis you have just kind of got to trust, haven't you? You've got to trust people who are further up along the journey than you are. Because yeah. so many people say that. So many people say, you know what? I was honestly devastated when I found out about this. And I tell you what, I didn't need to be. Yeah. Can I ask you about Emmeline? I know Emmeline's only four. Mm. Does she know much about Down syndrome? Have you spoken to her about, you know, Florence having Down syndrome? Louis doesn't. I'd, I have tried, and we, we've we've kind of got one or two of these books, these illustrative books, which kind of talks through things. But I think it's kind of, I guess she doesn't really get it, and she doesn't really, she doesn't really understand the difference. She just says, you know, this is this is Florence, and this is this is Louis, and I, I think she, you know, she remarks on certain things sometimes and you know and i probably probably think think about it maybe a slightly different angle to what she's doing but you know she'll say oh yeah florence can't do this and you know whatever or you know i don't yeah and i can't think of a particular example but um you know she's um she didn't get left behind when they're kind of playing they're generally all playing together um for the for the most for the most part or watching peppa pig or paw patrol or any number of those other programs and I think because all sort of similar age, you know, I, I I think what's interesting for us is that you've got because we've got twin, you know, twins, uh, is that you know most people, I think most people want to, you know, want to understand how their child's doing, you know, and actually we've got a benchmark there there because she's got a she's got a twin brother, but you know for the most for the most part, I mean she can throw a ball better than he can. Let's put it that way, you know, she's she can do it. She can do a lot of things. You know, the main difference, I would say, to be honest, is that she's, you know, less confident on her feet than he is. And, you know, actually, although she says a few words and is starting to, to, to say a few sentences, he's, you know, now starting to get into in, into talking. But for, for a lot, you know, for a long time, they were pretty, pretty well doing the same things, you know. But yeah, I did, the only thing it was they kind of their starting weights were completely different in that he was, you know, he was nearly five pound and she was you know, less than half that. So, uh, yeah, they were. So if you took the picture of them together, it like, it's like, are they really twins? It's like, you know, I keep thinking of that film from the, from the eighties. I need to beat her in it. But, uh, and Arnie, yeah. Yeah. I'm really glad that you've mentioned about, you know, the fact that they're, they're twins and therefore you've kind of got that, that benchmark, I suppose there. I, w- yeah. I wanted to ask you about that because, I think it was Carl talking about his son Orson. Orson is the older child, and he's got a, a five-month-old son Felix as well. And he yeah. was saying that actually he was quite glad that it's that that happened that way round. You know that actually Orson, who's older, is has got Down syndrome and Felix doesn't. 
And the reason that he was saying that was that because, you know, therefore he didn't really know what milestones Orson was supposed to be hitting, what maybe milestones he wasn't. Do you find that difficult? I mean, you, to be fair, you, you said that, you know, Florence can throw a ball better than better than Louis can. Yeah, is it is it even a thing then? Um, I don't. I don't know. I think you quickly. I, I mean, maybe it's just me and and my and. But I. I think you quickly forget. Um, in terms of where where you think they they should be as well. I think. Um, you know, I, I look. I look back on, on a lot of stuff with Emily, and then said, "What do we do with this? When do we start solid food? You know, when does the and you and to be honest, you just start end up googling everything anyway. <laughs> anyway, yeah. and thinking, ah, oh, yeah, that was when it was. So yeah. I, I don't know. I think you you kind of. Um, it's amazing how 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 quickly you forget all of this stuff that's you know that actually with your first child you, you're like you know oh we need to avoid this and you know we need to sort of you know take all these precautions in terms of like you know you know in terms of what you eat and what's around and you know make sure there's nothing that can uh, can fall over and catch fire and whatever else and 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 you know you I think you kind of I think for you first you quite I, I felt I was quite kind of preoccupied with all of that and kind of safety and sort of thinking you know crikey this is a big responsibility you know for the for, uh, for the first time round and you think you're best not to mess this up so uh, so yeah no it's and it's it's kind of um but then I think you kind of I think with you know with the twins we're then sort of obviously a bit more more confident because we've been through it but I, I don't think I don't know I don't I, I didn't seem to sort of yeah remember the kind of key the key things um as as much but um but yeah i mean all of the kids walked late compared to you know other other kids of their same age um but they probably they probably talked a little bit earlier and i think you know the thing is kids all develop different you know different rates anyway regardless of whether they, they have down syndrome or not down syndrome so yeah when you were talking then it, it was making me think about Jem, uh, my fiance, and you know, just she's flipping amazing in so many ways, and the, the way that she's handled everything to do with Leo being born, the diagnosis, she's just absolutely smashed it out of the park. Like her handling of it versus my handling of it, I'm scoring very lowly from the judges, and she's coming in ten, 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 ten. One of the things that she did that I thought was great was that yes, she started to kind of make connections with parents with Down syndrome. But she also didn't stop taking Leo to the kind of the, the baby classes with a load of typical babies. You know, she did the baby yoga, she did the baby massage thing. Um, I went to a few of the baby centuries and felt incredibly outnumbered. It was it was me and many women and babies in one room. But I think that was a really great thing to kind of keep a network of parents as well who are parents to babies who are kind of typically developing. Yeah. It was a really useful thing to have because actually they would say things like oh yeah well you know Eli hasn't rolled over yet either and you go mm. oh okay right oh, oh right because the the book says this like the the red book yeah, says yeah. and actually because Leo hasn't, and we were worried about it, but ah oh, okay so oh and Chloe hasn't done that she hasn't she can't sit up yet and hold it oh okay cool and you kind of go right this is also this every baby is different and it doesn't matter the, the diagnosis is, is one yeah. part of Leo but actually, it doesn't define everything that he is, everything that he does, every milestone that he does or doesn't hit. It's not all to do with Down syndrome. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And and you know, similarly with with um, with Emmeline, I mean, she was like 
I'm going to say that she she was probably 18 or 19 months when she sort of started sort of walking properly for the first time. Whereas we got friends locally and their kids were walking at, you know, even like 10, 11 months. And it was like, oh, this is a bit bit slow with that. But she was, she's absolutely fine. But she could, you know, count to count to 10 and, and say lots of different words and had a good vocabulary. So it's all, you know, they all get there, you know, with all this, this stuff, it's just, you know, it just, it just takes time. And, you know, a lot of time I don't, I think, you know, it's, yeah, you can do things to kind of, you know, help them. Certainly with Florence, um, yeah, my wife t- tends to do every morning a breakfast, does the, the kind of, I'm going to forget what it's called now, but like the kind of Macaton signing with the cards yeah, yeah. And, and the letters on. Yeah. And I, if, if I went downstairs now and said to Florence, what's, have a look at this card what's this and it'll be like a t on it and she'll do the action and she'll she'll know what the letter is and and actually some kind of neurotypical kids of her age might struggle struggle with that but it's just trying to make these things fun really and and keep it sort of consistent so that's you know that's worked very well but victoria's been like similar she's been been great to all this she she's kind of you know reached out to people she set, set up her own instagram to share her her experiences with others um Brilliant. and has talked to people about what's um you know what it's what it's been like um you know anyone who can you know i've i've got a job where i, I end up working quite long hours and and long days at times and you know to look after you know first of all three kids under two and now three toddlers is um you know d- deserves some kind of uh, uh you know if boris johnson's handed out honors then uh he needs <laughs> to be on the on the list but uh so yeah no it's it's um what I would say as well is the when Florence has kind of like reached a milestone, like she walked for the first time or, you know, done something new for the first time, that's, I think it's just, you know, that's incredible as well. Yes, it's special when the other two do things for the first time and you celebrate that, but, you know, you know how hard she's had to work for some of the, th- some of the things as well, particularly having hypertonia and, and sort of, you know, struggling to, you know, with her kind of muscle tone and things to, you know, to stand. And then she got through that and then it was kind of walking. And now it's sort of like, you know, sort of like, you know, trotting around, you know, she's, you know, she's done, you know, she's had to work harder than the other two because of the, you know, the, the, the physical, you know, physical side of things. So, and I think you kind of enjoy those milestones, you know, a bit more for that reason. <laughs> Before we go, Richard, I have got one last question for you in a sec, but we, we want to brag about our children. <laughs> well, it, like, I, I, I was you know, re- really proud of, of Florence because late last year she was um, approached to model for Primark and she really enjoyed it. She absolutely loved doing it um, and she looked so happy on the photos, you know, and it's, and it's brilliant. I, do you know what I shared? Um, I shared some things on LinkedIn because it's a bit of an unusual platform to, you know, to, to, to do it, but actually... I think I wanted to highlight that you, you know it's it's great the businesses are doing this and you know it's not that they're just trying to kind of tick a box or whatever I think people are having to do this because of years of people with disabilities and um you know and for, for all sorts of reasons being overlooked to do these things but you know it was it was great that she could model model for Primark and above all really is that she you you can see from the pictures what fun she had um the the article that i did on linkedin which is kind of 
trying to express what what I, what I thought about it all in terms of uh, you know what they were doing. Um, I think it got like over a hundred thousand reactions on on wow. LinkedIn, which is incredible. Like, and it was like over. It was I think it was like six million impressions or something. And I'm thinking this is just absolutely crazy. I never. You know, I just put that on there just to kind of raise a bit of awareness. Say, look, what Primark doing—they're doing a good thing here. Um, they're trying to, you know, trying to redress the balance here and, and give people a chance. Amazing. My brag is Leah's done the same thing, and it, it's great. Fantastic. You got brilliant. Got, you, yeah. We, oh, it's good. It, you know what? We went. Oh, let's give it a go. And you know, if nothing else comes of it, it's gonna be great pictures. So yeah. you're gonna have some great photos. Yeah, exactly. Of him. But yeah, I, th- I think it's a great <laughs> thing they're doing. And you know what? It's it when that happened for me. It put a huge worry to bed almost like, you know, one of the big things for me was was work. You know, is he going to be able to follow his dreams and do what he wants to do? I, I know that this is a really like he might not want to do modeling or acting or whatever. But just the fact that this opportunity was there for him so early on kind of just made me go, I'm like, I'm going to worry. You know, that, that's yeah. something that will just kind of take care of itself as and when it as and when it needs to. You know, the world is yeah. becoming more inclusive and you know i i think the, the next step is i think what i really like about primark the word inclusive is not one that i've really thought about or, or diversity as another example those yeah. are two words that i've not massively thought about really because i didn't really have to think about them before leo was here i think now i kind of and i prefer the word representation in a way because you know yeah, it, exactly it, it i think diversity and inclusion still almost signal difference whereas representation it's kind of you know that's what primark are doing isn't it by you know asking Mm. children like florence and leota it's basically to say you know we understand that society is a rich tapestry yeah so yeah that rich tapestry should be fully represented every aspect of it richard it's been so lovely to to chat to you I don't know what your plan is now if you're going to, you know, end this recording and go straight back downstairs and get stuck in with three children or if you're going to say, I can't believe, go down an hour's time, can't believe that podcast lasted an hour and a half. <laughs> can't believe, that, I wouldn't I, stop chatting. That's, uh, no, that's, it's very, it's very tempting to take a, take a little bit of a break, but no, I, I haven't seen, I haven't spent much time with them since, uh, um, since Wednesday morning, so um, so yeah, no, it'd be good to uh, kick off the weekend. Yes, well, I, w- I won't keep you for too much longer. I have just got one final question, which is, if you could kind of give, I know you've given loads of great tips and advice throughout this episode, but if there's one thing that you could say to somebody who's literally just found out, you know, days, weeks, very recently, that their child has Down syndrome, what would you say to that to that dad? don't look too far ahead don't worry about it unnecessarily um look to you know look to pads look to um other there's lots of stuff out there in terms of not medical stuff not you know all of the stuff that can can happen all the stuff that could go wrong look at look up families on social media look at what people are really doing and what it means for them and then you'll just get a sense i think um of what life's really like because I think you worry when there's uncertainty so there's uncertainty because you kind of don't really know what it means for you and what it means day to day you know will you sort of be able to do certain things you've done as a family beforehand what what would it mean will you need you know we need to provide 
you know, we we had we had all of this. We th- we we were looking ahead and thinking, well, you know, when we when we pass, we, you know, which obviously the hope is not for a very long time. You know, we're thinking, and you're thinking, why are we thinking this? You know, this these are really ridiculous things to think. We don't think that about our other kids. Um, so the key thing is is to to reach out to other people who've been in the same situation who can kind of say, you know, no, you might feel as you do, but it does get better. Richard, Dad, uh, Emmeline, Louis, and of course Florence. Thank you so much for your time today. It's been great to meet you. Yeah, great to meet you as well, Ben. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Pads Dads podcast. I really hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, please share it with someone you think might find it interesting. Um, and of course, please don't forget to check out Down Syndrome UK. Their website is downsyndromeuk.co.uk or you can search for Positive About Down Syndrome on social media. Pads is all about promoting greater inclusion and acceptance, providing training and resources to maternity units and health professionals, but also, of course, supporting families of children with Down Syndrome through up-to-date information and support, counselling, working with experts to provide online early development courses. There's so much stuff that Down Syndrome UK do, so please do have a look. Uh, In fact, you can go and find specific resources, downsyndromeuk.co.uk forward slash resources. Um, The final thing to say is don't forget there is a Pads Dads and a Pads Dads to Be. There are two closed private Facebook groups. If you want to join them, just search for them on Facebook. Um, Thank you so much again for listening. We really appreciate your time and I really hope that you join me again to meet another Pads Dad next time.